Welcome to the Get Sacred Podcast. I'm your host, life coach, Melissa Elysian, and I'm here to teach you how to create more money, more love, and more sacred success. If you're ready to create a lusciously abundant and pleasure-filled life, you're in the right place. Hello there. On this episode of the podcast, I want to talk to you about like negative thinking and pessimism in relationship to not letting yourself have what you want. Let me say that more clearly. Today's episode is for the person who every time you think of something that you want, your brain says no. Your brain says, that's not going to work. That'll never happen. Don't even bother thinking about it. Don't even bother imagining it. It's just not possible. If you have a mind that is in the habit of just shutting down even casual dreaming, even casual desires, just you have a nice thought about something that you want or is possible, and as soon as you think it, your brain shuts it down. And or there are things that you know you want and you don't even think, you don't even think about them. You refuse to think about them um, because you will not allow yourself to believe it's possible. First, I want to say, if you have this experience, if this is something that is constantly happening for you, not just like, oh, I have a, you know, I had a great idea and it's kind of big and extravagant and like um, feels far-fetched and so I'm having some doubts. No, I'm talking about like basic things that people want for a good life, like um, companionship or community and friendship or um finding work that feels fulfilling or is sustainable for you. Like if your mind won't even let you entertain change as a possibility because it is too stuck in doubt and fear, you know, I really want to offer lots of compassion for this very tender and difficult place that you're in. And I want to share with you that that's not just you being negative, right? You might hear people saying that you're negative. That's not you just being negative. That's you fiercely protecting yourself from shame or let down, hurt, pain, embarrassment, whatever your mind thinks will happen if it doesn't work out the way that you hope. There's a part of you that's trying to fiercely protect you from those painful feelings. They can be painful, right? And so first I want to tell you that so that you can take that information and acknowledge like, oh, 
what is appearing to others as negativity is really me feeling not safe enough to dream, not safe enough to hope, not um, safe enough to be okay if things don't work out. And that nature is probably comes from past experiences of being let down, of having things not work, of the pain of loss, the pain of hoping for something and it not coming to fruition. And you've probably had enough of those experiences that your mind has made it a habit to think thoughts to block you and protect you from having to feel those feelings again. And I want to say that that's not a like bad thing. I don't want to make it negative. (laughs) Like I don't want you to look at it in a bad light as much as you have the, I want you to have the ability to look at it and observe it, to see, oh, there's a part of me that doesn't want me to experience pain at such a fierce and high level that it's keeping me from dreaming. It thinks it's protecting me. It's wanting to protect me. It's like going all out mama bear. And unfortunately, because it's going all out mama bear, it's not letting me, it's not letting me dream. It's not letting me wonder. It's not letting me explore um, because it's trying to protect me so much. And I also want to shed some light to that part of all of the things that you lose when you have that protection. If you've learned how to shield yourself from doing new things and dreaming new dreams and just trying stuff out, yes, you get to have the beautiful protection, right? This beautiful protection. I'm going to offer as beautiful protection because, right, it's a part of you that wants to take care of you. This gift of protection from these feelings. It doesn't want you to hurt. It doesn't want you to feel bad, right? But that protection, this idea that it's going to protect you from feeling the feelings that come with being a human, it's trying to protect you from it so much that it's also simultaneously denying you all sorts of good feelings that you could get from the dreams and the desire and the hopes that you have, right? So when it protects you from, for example, falling in love, when it's like, don't even hope that this is going to work out, don't even count on it, don't get sucked into this new romance that you're in or whatever, just to give an example. And it shields you from being vulnerable. It shields you from taking the chance. It blocks you from thinking that anything will work out. Yeah, it protects you from heartache and being let down, but it also blocks you from experiencing the connection and the love or the playfulness, or whatever good feelings could have come from this situation, from that little spark of relationship that's happening. It doesn't just protect you from having those more difficult feelings. It also shields you from experiencing 
some of the more beautiful and, you know, just feel good feelings, the ones that you actually want for yourself. So what else can be done? What can be done besides just noticing it? Or besides just being positive? Because I think that's the number one thing that people tell other people to do. It's like, oh, you're so negative. Like, think positively. Like, just think it's going to work out. And um, (laughs) no, like that doesn't... I don't know. (laughs) I know that from experience that that's just not like a, you can't just leap from this negative perspective, this thinking that things aren't going to work out as a safeguard to just thinking that everything is going to work out. That's just not how it goes. So here's what I want to offer as a first step if you are that person for whom every time you just you imagine something good, your brain shuts it down. You're like, oh, it'd be really great to work in this different department than I do now. And then your brain is like, no, we're going to have to learn new things. We're going to have to get a new manager. The person that we work for is going to be upset. We're going to have to start from scratch. What if we don't like it as much? Like, and it just shuts it down. You're, if you're that person, your brain just won't even let you entertain the possibility of better because it is not willing to risk anything. Thinking positively is not going to come naturally to you. So here's what I want you to do instead. You, if you are a person who has this and you identify as somebody who's negative, you like just know that about yourself. You're like, oh, yeah, I just shut it down. I'm just negative. I'm always taking a pessimistic view. Other people, they are dreamy. They are positive. They think everything's going to work out. But I don't do that. That's not who I am. I'm based in reality, blah, 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 blah. But you're acknowledging all the things that you're losing, have lost will not be able to have because of that pattern, that habit. It's really just a habit in the way that you're thinking. And the thoughts with turn into feelings. It's just a habit. It's just a habit that you have. If you can just notice it, instead of identify with it as who you are, just create a little bit of room between those thoughts and who you are, that would be a very perfect first step. So what that looks like is every time you do have a thought about something you wish and hope for, and then you have the negative thought, to just notice it. To just notice, oh, look at that. That pessimistic part of my mind, that pessimistic part of who I am is thinks this way about the situation. Surprise, surprise, right? So it's like, oh, you're starting to see somebody new and you're like, oh, you know, this is probably not going to last. Then the next thing you do is, oh, look at that. The part of my brain who always thinks that nothing's going to work out thinks that this isn't going to work out too. The reason why I want you to do this, and you're not going to do it perfectly, I just want you to catch yourself every once in a while so that you can identify those thoughts not as all of who you are. 
Because right now, you're likely identifying more with the shut shutting down, the shutdown, the no, that can't happen, than you are with the part of you that is having the dream, right? There is a part of you that is imagining that things could be better. There is a part of you that has a thought, that has a desire, that has the wish that comes before the shutdown. And maybe you're identifying with the shutdown more than you are with the part that has a dream, but they're both you. So if you can take a moment, if you can teach yourself to just notice, oh, there's my negative, there's my, that pessimistic part of me. There's my, that's, there's that negative thinking. I'm not saying that you're instantly going to do something different from that first step, but what will happen is you will start separating your identity from it only being that one part when you start to notice it and when you start to name it as something different than all of who you are, as just a part of who you are, as just a way that sometimes, (laughs) a perspective that sometimes you take. So that just looks like you having a thought and you having that negative interruption and then you later going, oh yeah, of course. What is what would my pessimistic part say? Of course it would tell me <laughs> immediately after I said that that's not going to work. That's what it does. And just notice it. Just notice it's there. Create for yourself some room between all of who you are and the fact that that is just one little morsel of who you are that is getting a lot of airtime. That's taking up all the space. That's shouting louder than everybody else. (laughs) That's shouting louder than all the other parts of you. That's shutting down the dreamer in you. And I don't want you to be mean to that part. I don't want you to be mad at that part. It literally is trying to protect you and is so overdoing it. It's so overdoing it because it doesn't know that it can be safe dreaming. It doesn't know that it can be safe wanting. The amount of things that we secretly deep down want that we don't give ourselves permission to want because of that part. Because of that part that is so afraid to really claim the thing. How many things do you want that you don't even say out loud that nobody in your life knows that you want because of how much so that part, and not just the part of you, also other people's parts, right? Other people's pessimistic parts having an impact. But I want you to have some room. I want you to separate that part of you and even other people's naysaying from who you are. You are more than the part that shuts you down. You are more than the part that's afraid to move forward. You are more than the part that's afraid to hurt or to take a risk or to take a chance or to fail. You are more than that part. And so every time you just notice that part, notice it as its own entity. It's a part of who you are. Can you like, and I hope you can get with that, that we have lots of parts, right? We have lots of different parts, lots of different ways of being. In in anyone's everyday life, we're walking around navigating all the different aspects of who we are, working it out. And what we see as personality is just the parts that we allow to show to the world who have the bigger say. 
who have the we allow them to have the louder voice. We allow them to speak up for everybody, even though it's not always all of who we are. And so if you can just start noticing that that is just a part of you, just notice. Eventually, if you do it, what you'll find is you'll just be like, oh, yeah. You know, something I mentioned earlier, you'll just be like, oh, yeah, of course, that's what I thought. <laughs> that's what it's always going to think. <laughs> you're going to have an idea and eventually you're going to be like, oh, look at that. It's doing the thing that it does. Every time you do that, you get more room from it. You get more space from it being your whole identity. You get you get more of a chance to see it as just a part of who you are. And then the other parts have more of a say. Then, you know, step two becomes, because you can see it as a part, it becomes predictable. And you get to start not trusting it as much as you do. You will notice the pattern. You will see it doesn't really matter what you say to it. It always has a similar response. And then you will start to recognize it as not an inherent truth. You will see, oh, that's just what it says to everything. (laughs) That's just what it says to everything that feels that, that, makes me think I'm going to feel this way. That's just what it says to everything that it thinks is going to hurt me, everything that it thinks it needs to protect me from. And once you recognize that's just what it's going to say, you get to see clearly that that is not the inherent truth. And then you have more of a say. Then you have a choice. But the first step is just starting to notice it just doing the exercise of noticing it. So our thoughts are really habits and patterns. Like the way that the brain works is, if you have a similar thought, your brain is like literally just traveling. Like there's a kind of like an electric current just traveling the same path. So you, it just does it over and over and over again. This is true with our thoughts. This is true with our behaviors. We just get in the habit and the patterns of things. And as a human who wants to survive, like it's very efficient for us to just get in the patterns of things and not have to figure everything out new all the time. It's just like, this is safe. Let's go that route. So this is true of those negative thoughts. They just go like you think of something and then that is a habit, the negative thought that comes after. And so what you do when you notice it is you interrupt it you go from just having the thought to going and thinking that's who you are and just what you're going to think to now you're observing the thought. You're having a little bit of a pattern interruption. You're not just going with the thought and then doing whatever it says. You're having the thought and then, oh, I'm, I'm reflecting on, I'm reflecting on this thought, not as the truth, but as just a habit that I have. So every time you can interrupt it, every time you can just notice it, you change, you actually changing the chemistry of your brain. It is going to be less inclined to take that path every time you notice it and and allow yourself to take a different path, to also recognize the other thoughts that you're having or whatever thoughts come up after you're like, oh yeah, my negative part of myself just shut it down, but like maybe it could be possible. These are future steps. Step one is just noticing. Just noticing that that's not who you are. Because right now it probably feels like who you are. That you're like risk averse, that you're afraid, that you're 
not going to try something new, that you're negative, whatever you want to call it or how you experience it. Right now, it probably feels like who you are. And I just want you to know it's not. And the first state step to recognizing that it's not all of who you are is just noticing it. Just watching that pattern happen will change you. All of a sudden, the part of you that's watching is going to have the upper hand. All right. I hope that that is helpful. And I wish for you all of your dreams back. I wish for you all of the things that you desire that your mind shuts down for them to be less and less and less. That you have the ability to recognize when that part of you is shutting things down so that you can take a closer examination. So that you can actually find out what the truth is versus what is just a thought that's happening out of a habit, out of a pattern that you have. I wish you all your dreams back. All right, until next time. Love you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Get Sacred podcast. For more ways to connect, I want you to head to melissaelysian.com. To be coached by me, head to my website and schedule a time for us to chat all things sacred and sovereign about your life. The link is in the show notes. I'll talk to you soon.